Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to The Horror Hangout, a podcast where two bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time and talk about them. My name is Ben Errington and I'm joined today by my co-host, regular co-host, Mr. Andy Conduit-Turner. Hello, Ben. Hello, Andy Conduit-Turner. We are also joined by a very special guest today. Um, Janine Pipe is a full-time Splatterpunk Award-nominated writer uh, with recent book, The Making of Dog Soldiers, published by Encyclopedia. This word Encyclopocalypse Publications. I was like, that's not a word. Uh, Whilst whilst also being a mum, wife, a Disney addict, influenced by the works of King from a long uh, from a young age, she likes to shock readers with violence and scare them with monsters, both mythical and man-made. Welcome to the show, Janine. Thank you very much for having me. It's very nice to be here. Very nice to be here. Obviously, you joined us a little a little while ago to for an interview to talk about your book Sausages, and it was then that we were gushing about werewolves and just trying to work out what film we could discuss and get you on for a full episode. Uh, And it's happening. Here we are. Thank you. You actually got me back. So I must have done something right the first time. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Most people, I think, well, I've said I'll get them back, but um, I I can't really commit. But uh, sometimes (laughs) you make the cut. Today Yay. is one of those days. <laughs> There's going to be like a now, Ben, a really limited number of people who we've had on, but only once that if they're listening now have got a massive crisis on their hands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we like to do that. We like to ensure our listeners have as many crises as possible throughout the episode. Um, it's the least we could do. Yeah, so if we can. If we can. Uh, obviously, we spoke a little bit about your love for werewolves last um last time you were on Janine so yes. I guess for anyone who hasn't listened to that episode 
can we just talk about your love for werewolves? And you posted today on Twitter <clears throat> a very impressive stack of books and movies, all featuring the furry fiends. Yes. Uh, so, <laughs> so I guess, yeah. So werewolves obviously are your number one horror yeah, uh, they they have and have been for a long time as well. There's just um, I also love wolves. They you know they are one of my favorite animals, so um, it kind of goes hand in hand. But yeah, I think there's something about werewolves which is just intrinsically scary. Um, you know, there's so many things have been done with other monsters and things to try and sort of like glorify them and romanticize them and all this kind of stuff. But werewolves tend to, you know, people tend to just stick with them being, you know, a beast. And, and I appreciate that. Yeah. The very, the very like minor attempts to make werewolves sexy <laughs> just yeah. are just kind of, yeah, kind of odd, I think. They are yeah. always intrinsically terrifying. That's yeah, there's right. something. There is something about them, and I guess what's good with werewolf movies is that you get a different look of werewolf pretty much in every movie. They're very unique to those films, based on like the effects and um, the budget restraints and stuff like that. But um, yeah. practical. I think we discussed this as well. Practical yes. all the way. All the way, yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. Hugh Jackman CGI uh, in Van Helsing, skin nope. ripping off. No, no, can't be done. No, <laughs> and, if you, if, with... and if you Helsing. can't do it properly for whatever reason, you know, very much like Neil Marshall with um, the transformation scene in Dog Soldiers and everything, he said at the time there's no way that he could compare with American Werewolf in London so he didn't even attempt to and that's the way that you've got to look at it you know if you yeah. haven't got the budget don't try it because it won't work off screen the dog soldiers uh, transformation exactly. of course uh exactly. yeah so obviously if you have if you like if you like werewolves if you like dog soldiers then I do recommend Janine's book the making of dog soldiers sausages um the other way around now sausages the making of dog soldiers that's it <laughs> got it wrong way around uh because it is it is amazing it's like a proper love letter to the film and if you like sort of behind the scenes and making of stuff then great um janine you also attended fright fest recently as well and attended the uh 4k restoration screening was it a 20 like the 20th anniversary screening as well was it yeah because it was the 20th anniversary in may um, mm. So it all kind of fell that it, it all, all happened this year, which was, was really good timing, basically, because <laughs> they've been trying to get the transfer for years. Um, Screen Factory had um, a transfer which wasn't that good and got a lot of complaints um, a few years ago. So it was worth the wait to have this new one. And it looks beautiful. So, yeah, mm. I was at Fright Fest for Neil's new movie, The Lair, as well. It mm. premiered there and it opened the festival. Um and that's brilliant. And I actually got to sit with Neil and Charlotte to watch it. So that was like a, just an amazing oh, wow. experience. And then um, obviously went for Dog Soldiers as well. And Neil mm. and Sean did a quick Q&A afterwards. So, yeah, just just oh, amazing. Wow. And it looks that's the first time I've seen it properly on a big screen as well. Yeah, I was going to ask you that because obviously the first time you yeah. saw it was uh, on holiday, wasn't it? And <laughs> yeah, projected <laughs> and got, onto it. <laughs> so yeah so seeing it in in 4k as well on the big screen for the for, first time must have been must have been amazing it um, was yeah so um what we tend to do initially at the start of the show is go through some some recent horror news and, and just 
uh, staying with you for for a second, Janine. Obviously, we one of the news stories this week was that the X Files has turned twenty nine years old. The TV show, not necessarily a like a very rounded number, but it's going to be obviously yes. a big event. When, a big event when it turns thirty years old, because yes. that is going to be insane. Um, the reason I thought I'd bring it up is just to briefly talk about your love of the X Files and the fact that you are um, invo- you're involved in an X Files influenced project that's starting to come to life starting to take shape I saw you've been talking about that a bit on Twitter as well yeah potentially um so yeah X-Files was a massive massive influence on me as a teen um both from the fact obviously it was um sort of sci-fi horror and all of that but also the fact that it was FBI um, if I'd have been American, that was what I'd wanted to do. I even looked into if I could like move to the States and how many years I'd have to be there to become a police officer, to join the FBI and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it did. Wow. Um, I actually was a police officer here in the UK. Um, and part of that was because of Fox Mulder. So he was like a, a real um, idol for me growing up. But there was just something about the X-Files. It was the formula and the structure, the fact that they had the overarching stories, but also the monster of the week and all of that stuff. The fact that it had, much like with my love of of dog soldiers, the fact that it had that little comedic bits in there every so often as well. You had um, sort of the lone gunmen, which was like the, you know, the conspiracy theory people that would, you know, just again, gave it that comedic feeling. Um, and it's just something which I've always wanted to do something to do with um, cryptids and some kind of an investigation um, and whether it would be something that was very similar in vain to the X-Files where you kind of had like a police officer that went out to answer what they thought was a routine domestic call and it ended up being Bigfoot or something like that. There was always in the back of my mind since I got into writing that I'd like oh, to Bigfoot again. Yeah, always Bigfoot. That's it, Bigfoot in my rubbish again. Um, <laughs> it would be a disturbance stuff. if you stood in your rubbish. Yeah, <laughs> it would be a disturbance. Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd just love to do something like that. And since I've kind of got into the whole um, production sort of things with films and whatnot, just thought, just throw it out there on Twitter as you do. Wouldn't it be amazing to create um, something like in the vein of VHS, so like an anthology? film um influenced by the x-files but with very much um sort of your own take on it and it just blew up suddenly i had just writers directors producers people just messaging me and saying i want to be a part of this all it is is an idea it's a concept at the moment you know i haven't you know haven't got something you know scripts and things all ready to go but um, and all I can say at the moment is I've been working my ass off the last few days creating a pitch deck with all of these ideas in it and sending it to some producers. So we shall see. Very nice. Very, very exciting. It, I think that just goes to show like how many people out there love the X-Files um, and just like the formula, which has never really been replicated in what, you know, People have tried to replicate and it's not kind of worked, but maybe it's just one of those things that doesn't that shouldn't be replicated exactly. But yeah, the whole cryptids thing and the routine investigation sounds really interesting. Would you do you think you do it like UK set? Because maybe that could. Excuse me. Yes. Uh, the way that I've pitched it at the moment would be um, 
that we to make it slightly more unique that the first uh, if it's a tv series the first series or if it's a film the first film would be set in the uk um because and it would be um you know we could do one set in scotland one set in northern ireland one set in england one set in wales that kind of thing as well because they've all got their unique creatures and folklore Mm. and stories and things to go alongside that so yeah i'd very much like it to be um a British spin on it but also um because i wanted it to be slightly different you, you can't replace Mulder and Scully they're too iconic you don't just Mm. want a British Mulder and Scully so I won't go into too many details but the way I've done it it's like um it it pays an homage to them but it's done on a slightly different level yeah and nobody's called Fox in the UK (laughs) no one's got that name you wouldn't get you wouldn't get through school round here if your name was Fox would you I'm Badger (laughs) that's what that's what the kids would say to you introduce yourself on the first day of school right Fox my name is Badger all right where is it (laughs) Yeah. So if you've gone if you've gone to the to the US, Janine, and, and become an FBI agent, you could have been creepy Maldi. I could have been, yeah. Yeah. I would have been, yeah. I've had yeah, it running so, through my head since you mentioned it, and obviously you joined the police in the UK. I just imagine if your inspiration had gone the other way and you joined the UK police and made it spooky instead, and it had been I guess the bill didn't have the same focus on cryptids. Certainly not any of the episodes I saw. walking down there tosh is on the radio saying focuses on the feet walking down the street and then it's big feet it's big feet and the big foot (laughs) you say that we're doing it sounds brilliant i reckon that's where that's where we need to go if janine's project is actually sensible and serious then maybe we should make our ridiculous the bill yeah (laughs) cryptid show get this added to the pitch deck immediately (laughs) bill (laughs) big foot Bill times Bigfoot, and then oh yeah. a dollar, just a dollar sign or a pound sign that's UK. Yeah. Yeah. Delete the whole, delete the whole of the pitch deck and just have yeah. that. <laughs> the Bill um, crossed with <laughs> Harry and the Hendersons, basically, isn't Perfect. it? That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. In obviously, <laughs> it's a written format in your pitch deck, so you'll just have to put the musical notes for the Bill music and hope that people reading it, the producers can read music. They'll be like, oh, aha, I've got it. Now, talking of degrees of separation, <laughs> next week's guest, uh, Aaron Truss, is making a short film starring someone who was in the bill. Whoa, so we've got a connections. That. We've got a connections there. If you need us <laughs> at any point, we're only only a message away. Um, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> so we, we've we've never like officially discussed X-Files like um, uh, as an episode. I think it's definitely something I would like to do. I think years ago we did an episode that was like, 10 scary moments that shaped us and, and i talked about fluke man oh yeah um, yeah so maybe that could be something i don't know andy how do you feel about doing I, a potential... I like the x-files i think i fell off it a few series in when i was a kid i could probably recite to you the plot of old eugene victor tombs today i had that on vhs that was classic <laughs> last day of school take a video in material yeah. <laughs> well the x-files it's a 12 but the teachers don't care anymore so oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe like so, a, a top top 10 episodes yeah well, uh, as it's the 29th anniversary ben perfect opportunity you've got a year to watch it all before the, before yeah. the 30th yeah you start now <laughs> what what did you think of the newer episodes Janine? did you are you still a fan? yeah I, I i watched it all religiously including the very new ones like just what mm. three four years ago whenever they were but they weren't mm. the same and maybe that's because, um, as with lots of things like this, 
you know, the first few series have got that nostalgia because I was a teenager when I was watching mm -hmm. it. And it's not quite the same when you go back as an adult and having been in the police and things, it was all slightly different. But mm. I, I still enjoyed it. I'm glad it's ended now, mm. you know, uh, and yeah. I'm glad that it didn't go on. I didn't like it as much when they when it wasn't Mulder and Scully. So the X-Files for me is yeah. Mulder and Scully. So, you know, when we had the new people in, mm. um, it wasn't quite... And Robert Patrick is also Terminator 2. He has, that's the only thing he ever will be to me. Two, 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 one thousand might be. <laughs> so I didn't like him as... Uh, was it John Doggett or something like that? Yeah, Doggett, remember isn't it? Yeah. I remember the name, but yeah. I don't remember anything about the character. For me, of course, um, Robert Patrick is... Uh, T2 and then the baddie from Double Dragon very very obscure the baddie from there's a Double Dragon movie he's terrible in it but and, um... and we watched him in Fire in the Sky recently as well didn't we Fire in the Sky I'd forgotten he was in that as yeah. nice man of the community that gets shunned for believing his friend was kidnapped by an alien yeah that's exactly I'd forgotten about that I haven't seen that for years oh yeah. it was the first time we saw it for an episode was it earlier this year Ben yeah, wild. It was that long ago, a couple of months ago, possibly. It was wild, indeed. It was wild. Uh, yeah. So I don't know, Janine. If you, if we get that in the in the diary, maybe for I mean, we we sometimes we plan ahead by months. One year of planning ahead. <laughs> Bonus episode, thirtieth anniversary. <laughs> X Files favorite episodes. There we go. It's out there in the world. The entire eight seasons. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. The entire eight seasons. Uh, the only, there's a couple of other things in the news this week. Um, just a couple of things. There is a third movie announced in Ty West's X franchise, despite the fact that um, Pearl hasn't even come out yet. No. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Could he not just save it for when Pearl was done and go? It's too excited. Also, you know it is. And it's called Maxine with three X's in the space of one X, almost like uh, Vin Diesel style. Triple yeah. X, yeah. Triple X, yeah. yeah. Oh, I hope but Ice Cube turns up at the end of this one as well. <laughs> the rocket launcher and saves the day sorry spoilers for triple x3 i guess is there, there's not a third one is yeah. there Zander, the return of Xander cage and then at the end you think he's but you think he's been got and the baddies are gonna win and then ice cube turns up helps him yes ice cube what a powerful ending what a guy well this film Ma maxine with the triple x they're all in capitals. It's not like lowercase capital, lowercase, as stylized in the movie Triple X. Uh, okay, um, unfor then. Unfortunately, so this one is set in 1985, and it's Mia Goff's character. Um, it says she'll be back and reprising one of the two roles she played in X. It follows Maxine after the events of that film as a sole survivor continues her journey towards fame, setting out to make it as an actress. Uh, so living the dreams of of pearl it would seem yeah That's still on that coach binge i'd imagine she topped up quite a lot before she left the end of the last one i reckon it'd take that many years to come down from all that <laughs> yeah exactly i wonder what's gonna happen i wonder how they're gonna add some sort of horror to this mm. uh pearl gets brought back to life as maybe as she's as lived long enough to see herself become the villain who knows yeah that's true uh pearl, pearl is out this month is that right it's coming out as so. fast it's pretty soon Mm. I haven't seen a UK cinema um, release date, so I don't know if it's one of those that's going to be a a US first, and then who knows? I think it but, is, yeah. Yeah. So obviously, Ty West building some. I say building a franchise, but I, I'm sure it's just going to be these three films. I can't imagine him just go unless in two weeks' time he goes. And also, yeah. A, and also, Pearl. 
but the <laughs> the ears are four. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, so yeah, looking forward to that. It should be good. Still looking forward to Pearl as well. Um, did you see X, Janine? Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. I liked Ty West anyway. But um, yeah, I thought it was really good. Yeah, yeah. We we were pretty positive on it, weren't we? Andy? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, oh, that crocodile just... could stub in it. It could be in all of them. Yeah, will be the, the... Awesome. <laughs> crocodile will be the thread that links them all together. Yeah. Um, so I just saw this just before we started recording. I don't know if it's a horror film, but I don't know. It might be. Violent Night uh, movie with David Harbour playing a badass Santa Claus. I can't believe that there's not a film called Violent Night already. There's got to be, surely. That sounds like a... I don't know. A, a, I, mean, there's, I mean, there's classics such as Silent Night, Deadly Night. Deadly Night, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, where, that's where Santa shouts punish a lot and then chokes you out. And there's Santa's sleigh. Goldberg is yeah. a bad Santa in that one. Um, but there's no. so many bad Santas knocking about, isn't there? There's more bad Santas <laughs> than good Santas in, in <laughs> cinema. Um, looking at it now, it looks like it might be a violent action comedy, but let's just say it's horror news because David Harbour's got a bloody nose on the poster. Um, blood is scary. Be, blood is scary, yeah. So apparently he's compared it to Die Hard. Oh, gosh. So I don't know if he's <laughs> going to be... Is he, is he like real Santa? Or is he like a man whose day job is being Santa, and then it all kicks off in a? I mean, a if war? it's like if it's like Die Hard, are we assuming that this is going to be it's still going to be endlessly debated as whether this a film starring Santa is a Christmas movie? Or not. <laughs> I think they've got yeah. it. Oh and God. I wonder if Dave, David Harbour wears any shoes throughout the film. Oh, maybe he's got a vest it. on. All these questions and more answered. I want to see it. Uh, but that is it, really, that I've got down for, for horror news, unless anybody's... Has there been anything else that I've missed from this week that's been announced? Anything? I like oh, I got one thing, stuff. Ben. Thank from, you. Fresh from D23, so connecting ah. Janine's interest as well. So D23 was just out. Marvel have a horror thing coming. Werewolf oh. by Night. Yes. Yes. Yes, um, yes, yes. It looks really interesting. Like, <laughs> done like primarily in black and white. It's like a Hammer movie... Um, a bit of a whodunit vibe that's there, although we know who Werewolf by Night is. He's that character that's on the poster. Um, but um, it looks quite surreal from the small trailer that we've seen so far. But you know what? I'm into it. And this Halloween as well. Yeah, that'd be cool. So is it just a, a one-off, like a special, it looks like? <clears throat> or is it a I think it's I think it's a one-off, but they're clearly doing more with the character because then they're leaning into all the multiverse stuff in a lot of their areas and in the pictures they've done for a new attraction that has a narrative element at Disney parks next year. He is one of the characters that's seen attacking like a King Thanos as well. So that they might be doing more with the character and with multiverse weirdness <clears throat> that's coming in, who knows where this character it's, might appear again. It's that dude, Gail Garcia Bernal, who is in old the the beach that makes you go old. Beach that makes you go old. Oh, okay, I'm looking yeah. forward. To, I'm looking forward to seeing what they what they do with this, and then bring in more of the supernatural stuff in there. Because comics wise, obviously we you know Marvel do a lot of horror stuff. There is a lengthy series that just features Dracula, as in yeah. that vampire. What you know, um, Blade is obviously coming out in the next couple of years as well. So having like a werewolf and more horror characters. Could play really nicely. The Punisher's been a Frankenstein for a bit. There's no time to go into that now. But um, <laughs> yeah, they, they have a good line in 
in horror comics. And I'd be really interested to see how this one in particular plays out and whether it sits separately, whether it's going to come in. And just again, to see them putting some, some horror out. Is the character actually called Jack Russell? It can't be. <laughs> I've just looked on... The, I don't know much about the character, so I just looked on the Wikipedia page. Apparently, the Jack Russell incarnation of Werewolf by Night will appear in the Marvel Cinematic Universe I mean, if it's, Some would say that's silly, but I like it even more if his name yeah. is Jack Russell. <laughs> but it says Jack Russell, and then it says yeah. alter, ego, alter Ego Jacob Russell. <laughs> they thought, all right, I can't. I, I'm, I've moved to the US. I must anglicize my name. Oh no, this has gone wrong. It wasn't. It wasn't ironic and bad until he also became a werewolf. And he's like, oh no, what have I done? This, this is the worst <laughs> thing that could have happened to me specifically. Yeah. But I love the werewolf <laughs> stuff. Like, um, J. Jonah Jameson's son has been a werewolf for a bit in Marvel, as has Captain yeah, America. Of course, you'd be a werewolf just just because for a bit. You can what get better J. from Jonah, it, though. What was J. Jonah Jameson's son's werewolf character called? Uh, I think he was also werewolf by night, but, or the man-wolf or something along those yeah. things. But I think he gets got by werewolf by night and wolf becomes bloke. it. But he's an astronaut as well, so an astronaut werewolf. Oh, that's great. Why haven't they made that into a film yet? Uh, well, we'll yeah, get there. They'll run out of content eventually. <laughs> yeah. They sure, they sure will. <laughs> um, okay, so that is it for horror news. I guess we'll just talk about it briefly if we've watched anything this week, which is worth discussing or mentioning janine is there anything in particular that you've seen that you think's worth chatting about um, apart from silver bullet of course yeah um i am watching and loving the uh, 101 scariest movie moments on yes. shudder that is absolutely brilliant yeah that's out it's, uh, I've, i haven't seen today's yet um so i've only seen the first one which was released last week so doing it in 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 pieces um, and it's just oh, okay. brilliant and it's just you know all the talking heads of people that are just like oh my god yes it's so cool you know there's like tony todd and all sorts of people on there so it's it's really good really interesting yeah so, i really need to get on that because that is exactly the type of program who i haven't watched them for a while it's great there for being on like a channel four uh, and you'll start watching it at like 11 p.m it's like with adverts this is going to be eight hours yeah. And, then end, and then you end but up I'm, lo- I'm locked in. Yeah. Yeah. So that so it's been released in so the first part covers what just a few a few of the moments. Yeah, I, th- it... I think it's 10. So it was 101 to 91 ah. and then I think it goes um up until Halloween. Wow. Nice. Okay. Going to get on yeah. that school. Yeah, it's good. It yeah. really is. That does look good. Um for me to check that out. Anything else at all? Is that pretty, is that it? That's about it, really. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't always have to be horror. Doesn't always have to be horror. It it can be. You've watched a lovely. There's loads of lovely Disney trailers that came out <clears> the last few days. Uh, what have I been watching? God. Doesn't matter. I've only got. I I I feel like sometimes I I come to this part of the show and realize I've watched nothing. Yeah. Apart from. Um, I've been watching CSI. CSI Vegas, but I guess CSI is one of those programs which we, you know, we watched like when it first came out 20 years ago kind of thing and watched some of the iterations that have come throughout the years and whatnot and then just trailed off. And then they suddenly launched CSI Vegas again with some of the original characters. So I've been watching that. That's about it. I ha- CSI. Oh, yeah. Sorry, go on. Go on, Jenny. 
I was just saying, when I message you on Monday, our TV's on the blink. Uh, and how, how can that even happen? It's just like in this day and age, how rude is that to happen? Incredibly <laughs> TV's rude. breaking. That is like something that happens in like, I don't know, 1987, but not exactly. since. Exactly. Get, out, get outside with the aerial and like how, and angle it. <laughs> it's not oh. something that's supposed to happen. So um, uh, normally I would have watched the Bake Off last night as well. That would have been <laughs> what I was going to say about CSI, has CSI ever done like a spooky thing? Have they ever done like a Halloween-y spooky thing? Um, yes, there have been ones which have been, you know, sort of, uh, there was one a couple of weeks ago. It wasn't necessarily spooky, but the characters were in like a circus of horrors kind of like thing. So, you know, like, and they had, um, they were actually, they played um, like an angel and demon and they had the implants who actually like had, devil horns implanted into and so they they do it's not kind of obviously straight horror but they Mm. do implement those kind of moments into it sometimes which makes it a Mm. bit more spooky the one i like that the slightly scary csi the one with fella by the name of ian moon he's like he wears like a like a latex gimp costume and he like squeak he's into the people's houses and he and he does them in it's okay though because because they're bad people so yeah. he's, kind of, he's kind of the hero of the piece. And in the end, old Grissom is set there going, Ian Moon, how am I going to find him? And then and he like has a little wry smile to himself because he's, he's okay with it because they were bad people, so they deserve to die, I guess. Um, um, and he's like, ah, nice one, Ian. Ian Moon, an, uh, an anagram of I am no one. He's like, well, case closed, I guess. Never going to catch him. Oh, there case he goes. Closed. <laughs> yep. And he puts his leather suit away. It was him all along. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, he's quite a svelte man. I'm not sure Grissom would have got into it. He's, yeah. a, huskier, he's, a, he's, a, hus- he's a huskier gentleman. Ian Moon. Uh, Andy, have you seen anything this week? Um, I've seen a couple of bits. I watched um, the movie that we almost watched accidentally with Emily. I watched Beyond the Gates. Or oh, did I talk about that last week? The time's blurring into one, Ben. I think you have talked about that already. But, but there are case, a few. There is The Gate, Beyond the Gates, Beyond the... I don't know. Beyond the Gates, I did talk about last week. It's all flushing back to me. But... In preparation for talking werewolves and knowing Janine was on, I've been slowly working my way through more howling sequels. So (laughs) I know that you've just caught up with um, Howling 2, your your sister is a werewolf slash sheep striever bitch, right? You've just have you watched that one recently, Ben? No, I haven't. So I you did. I, oh, I, I, lined, I lined I lined it up ready to watch it, and then I got distracted by multiple things. So it's definitely probably next on the list but oh, yeah. it's um well when you, when you when you're ready to talk about it ben we'll we'll talk about that you distracted that me a... last week by talking about a mutant bear film and oh, i went and watched that instead god yeah that kid got obliterated in his sleeping bag um <laughs> yeah so i I've, I've watched um i watched that and i watched uh the howling three colon marsupials that's a delight <laughs> yeah like is that what it's very cool? it's very silly and objectively bad, but I also kind of like it because it's yeah. it's crazy and it's so much fun. And it's a What's decent that? it's got some decent practical effects in there. Like marsupials yeah. is legit. Ignore the silliness. Marsupials is a good werewolf movie. And then I watched just the other day The Howling 4 colon the original terror, which after those last two is a uh, cold bucket of water like because it oh. quite simply because it is just a fairly straight straight werewolf movie it has a mad 10 minutes towards the end where 
guy basically melts and everyone is a werewolf um but it's a prequel and after you've had the late 80s early 90s cyberpunk werewolves sex orgies from from howling <laughs> 2 and genuine marsupial werewolves from from howling 3 all just feels a little bit pedestrian so <laughs> uh. I've got a couple more Howling movies to watch before I'm done, but... How many are there? Um, six? I think there's seven, actually. Oh. There's a, there's a, a fairly recent one, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to oh. do them all before I'm done. I never knew this. I, 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 knew, I knew there was, like, maybe three, but I didn't know there were that many. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That is, that's insane. Um, marsupial? Where, so, like, where marsupials? Is that what we're saying? Yeah, they're like a... It's like a... They're, they're normal people, but they'll sometimes turn into werewolves when there's strobe lights because um, it's not the moon, Ben. Only fools think it's the moon in this yeah. one. Um, yeah. yeah, so that sometimes strobe lights will make you turn into a werewolf, but then there's just this woman and she has a she has a little werewolf baby and it's a little marsupial that crawls into a pouch in a tum. She's met a little, she's met a guy oh, who yeah, works on a film that's set. Lovely. Works a, met a guy that works on a film set and they look after the baby in the in the outback and there's another werewolf that's a ballerina and a sociologist falls in love with her and helps people escape from a lab it is as mad as that sounds <laughs> well what, what can you say to that apart from add it to the watch list add it to the watch list yeah if anyone's told you i think i'm learning so much from the, the howling movies as we're going through this series one i think as i mentioned the other week if anyone tells you that vampires are the sexiest and the horniest of all of the classic monsters they've not seen the howling too because yeah that that, <laughs> myth, yeah. that myth is put to bed and yeah, then that's why <laughs> yeah and if anyone tells you the howling is a is a bad or boring series of werewolf movies no idiots Absolutely wrong not. well <laughs> yeah. when i when i poo-pooed sexy werewolves at the start of the show i should have it's because i haven't seen the howling you haven't too, seen the howling really. too so you've clearly <laughs> just proven the hypothesis you'll yeah <laughs> Uh, mark those words, Ben, because after you've seen the Howling too, you'll be eating them. I'll uh, be like, big old, big old, big old crust of humble pie is what you'll be eating. Can't get enough of these werewolves now. Uh, <laughs> is that is that is that it, Andy? Is that all you? All you've that's seen? that's it. All that's all that's of okay. all that's of note, apart from of course, from the week, the, sil the silverest bullet. Um, so I've seen a couple of things. I saw Prophecy, as I mentioned, uh, where uh, mutant bear movie. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. It was it was everything you described it to be. Um, obviously, there yeah, there's like a environmental message there as well, but also sleeping bag, uh, death. I know Obliter obliterated sleeping bag Just... moment. Have you seen Have you seen Prophecy, Janine? No, I haven't. But I think I've I need to. Oh, turning turning the the narrative on its head, Janine. You know, normally in a film of that era people who were attacked and killed in, in horror films would have trans transgressed in some way. This yeah. one, just a little boy goes out camping as a sleep and gets punched into atoms by a big monstrous bear. Yeah. That a big monstrous mummy, <laughs> angry mummy mutant bear. Oh, oh and there's uh, mutant baby bears in it as well. I quite like them. They're kind of sweet if they're a bit scabby, but they are nice. <laughs> Yeah, they're a bit scabby and a bit loud. But yeah, they, they shout a bit, yeah. I guess if you were oh, mutated, yeah. it probably does come a bit sharp. They sounded like the baby T-Rex in uh, The Lost World. I reckon Steven Spielberg probably saw the prophecy and Some thought, how can I recreate this? How can I rip off this brilliant idea? Hmm. That's pretty much it. Uh, yeah. And I, I watched a couple... <laughs> 
and I watched a couple of other things this week. Uh, one was Terrifier, which I've never seen before. Um, obviously, Terrifier 2 premiered at uh, Fright Fest as well. And you know what? I just didn't really vibe with this so much. I, I think Art the Clown is clearly a menacing like horror antagonist, and every moment that character is on screen is like, oh, what's he going to do then? What's he going to do? But I don't know. I just didn't fully get on board with it. Like The gore effects are good. The kills are like pretty brutal. But I don't know. You know, when sometimes when a film's a bit meandering and you're a bit like, I don't know, I kind of, I don't know why I expected from it, but I kind of wanted something else. I, I haven't know. seen it yet and I need to watch it, but the vibe I got from the trailers, and this will seem ridiculous because we talk about horror films where people are killed for, for our entertainment here, but it struck me a bit that it might have the same issue as I had with Halloween Kills in the sometimes just a bit mean-spirited there's no there's no joy yeah, and frivolity in the kill and it's just like oh come on it's definitely a bit mean-spirited because it's kind of like this character exists and is killing people but you know sometimes that's enough sometimes that is enough sometimes it's not and i think with a film like this where perhaps the performances don't carry it like obviously in halloween uh jamie lee curtis's performance carries that film whereas with this there wasn't any sort of level of performance and it kind of like here's the protagonist oh no that person's dead now here's another protagonist okay but then that person's dead too so it's like there's nothing you can't like latch on to anything and you can't really latch on to art the clown because he's a mute and yeah so i I didn't particularly vibe with it but i would like to see the second one just to see if that's any better it's the completionist Um, in you it's the completionist in me and the only other film i saw which i don't know if you've seen yet andy but i think you're gonna see it is bodies 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 i am off to see bodies 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 um with our friends at the dca on friday night um ah. tell you what if you're you're dundee local and you uh want to get yourself along to to bodies 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 come have a chat with me give me your review at the end i'll be there friday evening Sit- Sit directly behind Andy Conduit Turner and whisper your thoughts. I mean, sitting in your allocated seat, you're not an animal, but um, <laughs> their allocated but seat will be behind you. Yeah, if it, if it is behind me, I don't know what my seat is yet, so I can't even tell you. Good, good on you if you managed to get that one. <laughs> Unless he's got uh, a better offer before Friday, friend of the show, John Crinan should be with me. Yeah, I'm sure he won't have a better offer than that. Wow, who could who who'd think it? Um, so someone might offer him a seat to see bodies, 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 bodies. That would be one body better. Bodies four. Um, I won't go too much into this because if you're going to see it, maybe we should do a bonus episode on it. Why not? But you know what? I'm going to put it out there. One of my favourite horror films of the year. Expectations maxed out. Right. A total unexpected treat because I knew next to nothing about it going in. But I found it like there's something so mesmerising about it. Like the script is like full of wit and satire and the, all the performances are like great. It's just a very cool film, and it goes in some interesting, interesting directions. So that's all I'll say. Um, yeah. But yeah, I had a really good time with it. It's probably like the best, like, well, I can't remember the last thing I, horror film I saw in the cinema actually. But yeah, it was it was a great, great, great time. So yeah, but that is it. That is all I've seen this week, apart from film of the week, which is. Was it Silver Bullet? It's Silver Bullet. So, uh, Silver Bullet is a 1985 American horror film based on the 1983 Stephen King novella Cycle of the Werewolf. It stars Corey Haim, Gary Busey, Everett McGill, Megan Follows, and 
In a small town, brutal killings start to plague the close-knit community. Marty Coslow, a paraplegic boy, is convinced the murders are are the doings of a werewolf. And his Uncle Red is there getting involved and just being a bit mad. Yeah. Uh, Gary, Gary Busey, Gary Busey the, mo- the most problematic uncle face. with the heart of gold. <laughs> Gary Busey, he, he's doing some problematic stuff right now. Is that correct? Are, are, we, are we right? I to, think to he's a bad that? bloke at least nowadays. Is he? Oh yeah. I think there was like an event, maybe some sort of convention where he was a bit grabby, and then oh, uh, I, I've also seen a photo of him sat on a bench with his trousers around his ankles. So <laughs> let's just <laughs> let I mean, him who knows? Unless there's been a strong wind on that day, that probably isn't a good sign. <laughs> it's not a good sign. If you end up like that, you got to be thinking, "How did I get here?" I mean, you probably yeah. walked, but how did I, how did, that was the sign of my life? So uh, yeah, so Silver Bullet. This is the first time me and Andy have seen it, but of course, Janine, you said you've seen it before, but not for a long time. Yeah, not for a long time. Um, so when I was a young teenager. Um, back in the day of the video shops and everything. Um, I used to watch films like this all the time, but I hadn't seen it for a long, long time, apart from just little bits and pieces here and there. So it was a joy to have a reason to go back to it. And if anything, I probably loved it more than I did back then as well. Because again, as we said, it's got that whole nostalgia feel to it. I mean, just mm. the music alone just took me back to being like a little kid again. It was just, the music was just amazing. I loved it. Mm. Yeah, and like some really like iconic 80s, well, we'll say Corey Haim, definitely. Like yeah. I I didn't realize he was in this. I was like, oh, there he is. Corey oh, Haim. Yeah. And, and this is and this is pre Lost Boys as well, isn't it? It is, yeah. So, yeah, pre Lost Boys was like what, 87? Yeah, know. go on. Yeah. Um and then <laughs> also what's his name? Uh, Terry O'Quinn from Lost is in this. Everett McGill from uh, Twin Peaks as well. Yeah. Like, People Under the really... Stairs. He's daddy, isn't he? Oh, yeah. He's daddy in People Under the Stairs as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. a great film. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I personally, for the first time watching it, had a lot of fun with it. It was, I thought it was a really good. I mean, I really, enjoyed, I, I read Cycle of the Werewolf for the first time as well recently um, in like one sitting. It's only like a small book, isn't it? But yeah. And just really enjoyed that. And it captured the whole vibe of that. I mean, sure, the Stephen King vibe is there. It's ever present. Um, and a kid being a protagonist also. And nobody believes him, but he knows yeah. the truth and all that stuff. Like, it's just classic. It's just a real classic um, sort of it's, plot for You get, like, classic 80s kid energy in this where, like, yeah. at the point of the film that you already suspect there is a werewolf, there is a police curfew because people are getting murdered like every day his yeah. best friend has just been murdered but he goes i am still gonna sneak out to do fireworks in the woods yeah. yeah. and i did say this to you andy I, I messaged you when i was watching this i said how can you sneak out on a motorized like on a, on a can... diesel motor on like a diesel like a diesel motor <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Who could that be? Literally plumes of smoke coming out the back like he's the green goblin. Like <laughs> and also upper body strength. He climbs up to like the second floor. Well the first yeah, well, yeah the yeah. second floor. It's like, climbing like, trees, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This guy <laughs> I tell you what, his dad is uh well, 
sorry, not to generalise, one of his parents, I assume, has really fastened that trellis very strongly outside. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a... It's a good, it's a good film, and like everybody, everybody involved, I feel like is on top, top form. And in terms of like, it's not the best werewolf makeup and transformation that we've ever seen, of course. But there's there's suitable like fret from the character, <coughs> uh, and you know, it is it is scary. It is it is a sort of scary, scary. I quite liked the werewolf in this. The werewolf effect I thought was pretty effective. Yeah. It's got a mean, it's got a mean face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's certainly face. not the worst that I've ever seen. You know, not not the best though. But considering you know the time that it was made, yeah. Mm. And actually, I think the very like one of the very end scenes where it's obviously in reverse when it reverses back to that. I thought that was really good. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, that was yeah. To be fair, that was good when he when he turned back into yeah. Yeah, I mean, I love it. We'll, we'll get to that moment. I just feel like sometimes at the end of like, how are we going to explain this? Now, <laughs> now we've just got a dead man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and Both we've also found dead. a letter that you sent to him, which said, "Why don't you kill yourself?" <laughs> yeah. there's, a, there's a werewolf down there. How should we deal with it? I reckon just send him a sort of ransom note, but tell him to kill himself. <laughs> send him a ransom note that says. I know what you are. Why don't you kill yourself? Yeah, it's, it's, like I he's going to read. What an eleven-year-old would do. That's that. That's the whole yeah. point of it, isn't it? You know, an eleven-year-old doesn't have a real like. You know, they don't think a plan through of how to deal with it. He did what a kid would do, which makes it more believable in a way. But it is completely like, what the fuck? <laughs> what What did he expect him to like open it, read it, and go? You know what? I will. Yeah. See you later. I'd actually not thought of that before. He's he's really put something in front of me there. Yeah. This is some, something I quite like about this as well. And it's the same same with the book. He doesn't seem to know how and why he's become a werewolf. There's no like he, no, he hasn't been bitten. Zero explanation, which I think is scarier in a way. Yeah. Isn't it? Like yeah, definitely. He's, He's clearly plagued by it because obviously we get that dream sequence where he's um it's amazing sort of funeral, yes. which is that is horrific. That made me feel a bit like, oh god, imagine you were there. Oh god, you know, oh, now church is boring. Oh, hang on, things are looking <laughs> up. <laughs> things are looking momentarily up. Uh, yeah, so I know I've already mentioned the cast, but in terms of the cast, we've got Corey Haim uh, is the lead as Marty, Gary Busey is Uncle Red, Everett McGill is Reverend Lowe. <laughs> Uh, Megan Follows is the sister, Jane, who, you know, she believes him. That's nice, isn't it? Yeah. She yeah. believes him. They really get their relationship back on track. She calls him a booger a few times, but then... <laughs> There's yeah. a really good... Great, like, like a... PG, PG, like, kids things. Oh, you booger, you bloody... Booger face. <laughs> There's a really good, interesting, like, family dynamic as well, you know, with, like, the the alcoholic uncle who only seems to turn up for like good times you know people that feel like real people and this family yeah. dynamic where <laughs> everyone's sick of them for getting bit. divorces fuck's sake red oh, no yeah. divorce god yeah. <laughs> i struggle to believe that he's been married more than once to be fair <laughs> Poor uncle red. Yeah, how do your relationships last as far as marriage red you're clearly a train wreck <laughs> yeah so the film does start with so there's like a narrator through this, but it's really like sporadic. 
to the point where it starts with a narrator. And I swear the narrator doesn't, she doesn't pipe up again until like, like a halfway through the movie. I think she's got like three or four lines, like just, <laughs> is it just to illustrate a change of time sometimes. Cause she yeah. begins with like on that day, you know, we had a lovely community. I guess it probably saves them a little bit of some establishing shots. And it's just like, yeah, used to have a real big community until one day and then we can get straight into the business of that man who is let's be honest he is living his best life he's working the night shift in peace <laughs> whistling while he works having a couple of beers in his little golf cart minding <laughs> his own business just driving around the abandoned train yard until he gets his head punched off <laughs> i it's love like- that yeah. It's a really unconventional werewolf as well, right? Because it seems to like obviously uses a weapon at one point, which is <laughs> yeah. kind of which is kind of nuts. Um, <laughs> I completely forgot. Now, now I've mentioned that I do have. This is how I usually start the movie, but uh, I just need to say some of the choice reviews and also the scores we've got on the doors. Yeah, yeah. hold that hold that thought about the head being punched off. Hold Hit that thought about there. the head being punched off. Uh, so it's got 6.3 on IMDb, 3.2 on Letterboxd, 45% critic score, 86% audience score. And some of the choice reviews on Letterboxd are, Jacob Knight says, one of the most perfect King adaptations, gauzy, corny, blue collar, problematic, and featuring a werewolf who inexplicably beats people to death with a baseball bat instead of, you know, doing werewolf shit. <laughs> he does. Uh so that is so jacob knight gives it three stars uh mikhail stangren says never mind werewolves i'd be scared shitless to be in the proximity of a drunk gary Busey." not to say not to say isn't awesome though that was from 2015 yeah is it one of those things that people know by the way i I double checked it while we were doing the intro ben um you don't need to say allegedly he has been arrested on some charges of okay yeah allegedly he has been arrested. On no, some not even allegedly. Like I, those are facts. You're fine. Without even bringing that up, I feel like I, I'd be scared shitless to be around drunk Gary Busey because he's all limbs. I feel like he's he like, just smash you in the face. Um, and then the last one, Colin, Colin the Dude says, this should have no business being as fun as it is. Take note, modern horror directors. Add more thick, practical blood and child protagonists to your features. And he gives it four stars. Um, yeah, I can agree with that. I think that's a that's a fair, all fair comments from everybody. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, li- I like the fact that the werewolf does not does like unconventional stuff and doesn't do just like werewolf shit, which would be like I don't know, grabbing and biting and stuff. We see heads getting punched off. Obviously, weapons <laughs> being weapons being used. Yeah, bashes uh, people's heads in. Tries to run someone over with a car. He, he um, does some like fog hunting. Like yeah. crawling around yeah. and dragging people into the fog. <laughs> oh, I love that scene. It's just pure 80s, that scene. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> such a good bit. Such a good bit. But yeah, it's yeah, got yeah. so many so many really good like 80s bits. Obviously, there's like the mob mentality as well. Like, let's go after him and fuck him up. Now, Ben, uh, use your terminology properly. It's called what was it? Community justice. Is that what they call it? Community Private justice. justice. Private justice. Private justice. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe it's two different things. I'm off <laughs> to do some private justice. All right, okay, be careful. I'm off to do some community justice. What? Yeah. <laughs> community justice is like painting a wall or something. Just nice. <laughs> nice community service. Yeah. Community service. Makes makes it sound a little bit like more badass. Like you got you got done for dropping litter. 
Well, I'm off to do some community <laughs> justice now. Do you mean picking up the letter? Yes. <laughs> Again. So, yeah, we see... So, obviously, the, the passing of time is something that's obviously very key to this because a cycle of the werewolf is like... In the book, at least, is supposed to be like every month or maybe like every... You get a couple of days season. of full moon every month, don't you? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So that's obviously lent into... And, yes, yeah, weird. We, we see like a series of, of werewolf killings in a row. One, obviously, yes, head getting punched off. Another one where there's like a, a lady ready to kill herself. Is it because she's... Yes, yeah. Yeah, because we see in the in the opening scene where we see, after you've seen a man get his head punched off, but he does get the werewolf kind of um, frames a train for it by like putting <laughs> the body on the train track. <laughs> and, yeah. And like writes in the man's blood, whoops, oh, he must have slipped on this on this train <laughs> on, on, and got his head smashed off by the train, not punched. Can you punch um, your head off? I'm gonna suppose if, so. if with I think with werewolf leather st- level strength probably. Yeah, yeah, easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've easy. seen them do in Mortal Kombat. You can punch your head off if you're good enough. If you stand on their feet so they don't jump into there, you gotta <laughs> pin them down. <laughs> um but yeah, we see this bit of the community where everyone's having a lovely barbecue, mm. and then we see this character, um, so Jane, who has called her brother a bugger because they get some classic, like, this is, you can see where R.L. Stein gets, like, I guess most of the material from, because almost every Goosebumps book has, um, you know, a kid that doesn't get on with their older or younger sibling because yeah. they do, like, rude tricks to them. Like, maybe they'll put a snake somewhere near you, <laughs> causing you to rip. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Pure hose and fall into a puddle. And then 
It's very specific. And like, she really that hates. Her, and she really hates her brother. And he's basically just in the proximity of another kid that does the prank. Yeah. And, like, does, does that prank like, happen in this film? I don't remember that. Yeah, he like holds a little yeah, snake like down from a tree, yeah. and a little snake goes. I remember now. Yeah. And she goes, buddy, hell! and like falls over <laughs> into a into a into a puddle and gets like literally drenched. Like if there'd been a trombone in the sound section, would have gone like wah wah. And she's like, oh, buddy, hate you. Like Corey Haim, you're such a little bugger. And then because she like she storms off and then sees the lady who's a suicide risk in a minute, basically saying, "Hey, pregnant yo," and the guy goes, "Well, ain't mine. Bye." Yeah. Yeah. If there's something in your oven, it ain't my bun or something like that. Yeah, it? that's it. <laughs> what? Did they say that? Your oven ain't... Your oven ain't my bun, though. Yeah. <laughs> Who says that? The, the... Just the, the guy. Just the, the fella. Yeah. Your oven ain't my bun. Well, that's yes. nice. Uh, and it drives her to, to the edge. Um, and yeah. she's she's ready to, to commit suicide. Um, taking pills. But taking pills one by one as well. It'll um, take a while. Pac-Man in it. But <laughs> but uh werewolf. Is there like a connection to why he's killing certain people? Do we find Oh we, he he tries to it? justify this a little bit later? I don't know why he punched like, like the, the man whose head he punched off doesn't fit the pattern, but he does later when we learn who the werewolf is. Spoil this for this movie, by the way. Um like he does justify that aha. Actually, from a certain perspective, she was going to kill herself. And if you kill yourself, you go to hell. So right. by murdering her, <laughs> yes, I so did kill I did ki- I did I did kill her body, but yeah, that means she goes to heaven now. If you go to where if little known fact is in the Bible somewhere near the back, if you get killed by a werewolf, actually, don't matter what you've done, straight to heaven. Straight to heaven, number one. Straight uh, so- in front of the key priority pass. Are we meant to think that when when he's a werewolf as well, that he's he can make these logical decisions? I think so. He seems like a pretty rational werewolf who does plans. You could argue if he knew she was going to kill herself, as a priest, he could have tried to talk her out of it. Grab <laughs> <laughs> it, rip her to shreds. I noticed actually at the barbecue, you're having a really hard time. Do you want to talk about that? That's what a good priest would do, but this one's a werewolf. He's not a good priest, <laughs> yeah. come on. So, so instead happens. he thinks, ah, an excuse to murder her and justify it to a child later that actually yeah. that was a good yeah. thing to do. And how does her mum react when she hears the <laughs> commotion? When she, when she hears the distinct sounds of someone being absolutely butchered by a werewolf, <laughs> like grabs the, she grabs like the shotgun and go tearing up the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's what you what do. Was... Can you imagine <laughs> if she just I told you not to smash them. Like I told you I not to like... mess around in your room. Don't jump on the bed. I'm going to blast. I feel like I'd be school. angry, even if it sounded like my daughter was getting murdered upstairs. I think I'd be like, <laughs> "What are you doing out there?" <laughs> just run up. Just be like, "You idiot!" Oh, murdered. <laughs> yeah. And then there's like a dad who is a bit of a. It says abusive here. I can't remember. Is he? Oh yeah, a... he's asshole yeah. dad because um. Yeah. Corey Haim, like we see his um, thing. I, oh, I appreciate yeah. this bit. It's like, oh, his motorbike slash wheelchair is called, he isn't a motorbike yet. It's just a motorized wheelchair. Uh, and it's called Silver Bullet. And I was like, oh, the name of the film. Um, it still goes pretty fast, though, even, it, it even in its current stage. It's rapid. <laughs> current state. It's, 
big diesel engine on it. It's like a V8 engine. And it's, um, yeah. And so, yeah, um, the, the dad is like, get inside and to put a washing out or something. Yeah, that's it. He just yeah, basically does yeah. asshole dad things from the 80s. Where it, like, <laughs> drives his drives one of his friends, uh, like a girl home from school, and says, oh, I ain't scared of going in the woods, even though there are murders. Um, uh, and the dad is, yeah, says, go get up, we washing in. And like he does that thing where like someone doesn't respond to them immediately and then shouts and then is abusive about the. I feel like even in like the 80s, which is a different time, and maybe you would describe people in the terms he used if you were a bad bloke. I don't think you'd say it to a like a disabled boy's face while he was outside yeah. your house, like really like brashly. <laughs> I think I think we'd evolved beyond that point in the 1980s, even in Stephen King books. <laughs> yeah, get, I must gets... admit that comment. Yeah, and then he says something about like, oh, they should all be like burnt or electrocuted. Or oh, yeah, he does yeah. say that. Yeah, I believe him. Yeah. He's really <laughs> like, he's getting fascist. This guy's two beers away from going into full eugenics. I'd sterilize him. No, stop it, horrible dad. Stop marking <laughs> yourself out as blatantly the next person to be killed. <laughs> and then he goes and has a beer and watches some oh. some wrestling. Uh, which I'm not going to connect that to is is brain capacity because I like a bit of wrestling, but what an idiot! Also, <laughs> yeah. how does he hit? So he's got wrestling on quite loud in the house, but he manages to hear someone like smashing pops in his greenhouse. <laughs> like, say, the two things I love: drinking, being abusive, and then just tending to my crops in my, in my greenhouse. Yeah, <laughs> he's horrible to everyone. I'm not surprised someone's in there smashing his plants. <laughs> Probably uses all this niceness up talking to his like prized tomatoes or something. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes in there. And then how does he get does he get slurped through the floor or up through the ceiling? Yeah, through the floor. Through the he gets pulled down through the floor, yeah. So they get you. <laughs> so they get how much space is under the floor. He loves that this <laughs> werewolf, like crawling around in all the little dark uh, like in the fog and under the under the floorboards. Yeah, he's taken the book of taken like the lessons of Jaws and gone right. I kind of need to be out of sight for a little bit of the movie. I certainly hope this greenhouse has for no reason been built with a basement for me to hide under. <clears throat> I actually there was music which um reminded me of Jaws as well. And even like at one point the mayor comes in and I was like, is this just Jaws? Yeah. <laughs> with a werewolf. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. That's a good yeah. point. Funny mayors in 80s movies not wanting to cancel events. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Nine people have been killed by potentially a werewolf. Nah, it's all right. Get the fair on. It's great. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> obviously, now we've seen the opposite. You know, yeah. this country, I would argue, as much as it's a tragedy for many people, I would say <laughs> the death of the queen, less traumatic for communities than a werewolf murdering people. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm comfortable in saying that. And yet, yeah. loads of things are closed. Yeah. Loads of things again. The the Jaws mayor would be fuming. The he Jaws mayor would, would be like, "Well, the Queen ain't gonna die again." That's what he'd say. Keep the fair open. Is what he'd he say. say that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, it's so true. I can't wait for my dentist appointment on Monday. I've been waiting for six months. What? What? <laughs> Not even dentist appointment. He saw, he saw those pictures. It was like, hey, no use in the bike racks this week, lads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the mayor from Jaws would have would have sorted it right out and in this case arguably he, he'll have been right to because there is no extended risk of that fact unlike a werewolf situation mm. where <laughs> you would be right to at least dial yeah. back on the nighttime stuff 
<laughs> and he was like, no, no, moonlight walks for all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get out there. Come on. Uh, and the other person who dies is Marty's friend, Brady. Uh, oh. we, don't, we don't see this killing happen, do we? Is it kind of... No, it, it dials back from seeing a little boy die on screen, but he just wants to fly that kite a little bit longer. Have you ever been so engaged in an activity such as <laughs> flying a kite that you're like, I know there's a murder about and all these murders have happened at night, but... <laughs> How much wind oh. is there? Yeah, really, coasted. I really want to have another black. It's not even like a stunt kite or anything. You just, <laughs> I just want to just maintain this kite's position in the air. I just can't get enough of just seeing it up there. Here's <laughs> 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 he, he a growl somewhere. He goes, "What's that?" No, probably nothing. <laughs> <laughs> this, this of all of all these killings, though. I mean, d- despite the fact that obviously the woman who's about to take her life and was pregnant is obviously a terrible tragedy this one is the one that kind of like tugs at your heartstrings a bit because we get yeah. to see the dad's reaction and it is like pretty brutal like he sort of collapses onto him and crying and it's uh it's the one where you feel like right that's one step too far what are they gonna do now then pretty yeah. much uh, yeah. we don't Nothing. we don't see that we don't see the priest try and um justify this one later on doesn't he there's no bit where he goes <clears throat> flying a kite at night's weird he'd have gone to hell so i stopped him doing that <laughs> there's a bit of the bible in the back it says flying a kite at night is is terrible you shouldn't do it it's blasphemy. <laughs> he, he was a bad dad so got him that was that's that justified um yeah yeah but he and can't he like hasn't a... really got an excuse for this little boy <laughs> no. there's like a classic um sort of community as we mentioned community justice vigilante justice group that get together in in the pub as well when i like right um they sort of berate the the sheriff and yeah, they that other berate dude. mr lock and the the yeah. deputy who yeah they don't like says oh you guys haven't solved this murder immediately yeah that deputy's always in the pub he's always yeah he's always, sink, he's always sinking the beers come on <laughs> <laughs> get out there and stop a murder but they don't so the, the sheriff has a little go to stop him he says lads don't and then the dad of the little boy he's be fair did scare Janie with a snake so not innocent in this entire situation um this bit was kind of strange because i thought the dad was gonna tell the like vigilante justice people that he didn't want them to go out and find the killer it was kind of framed like that because he kind of goes shut up and then it turns out he's t- talking to the sheriff. I was a bit confused by he that. Is, bit. I was a bit like, yeah, oh, which way is this going to go? But then you think yeah. he's going to zig and he zags. And he says, actually, everyone, let's go out. He does like an Independence Day level speech at this point. He's <laughs> like, today's the day that we do some murders. And everyone's like, huzzah. And off they go. They get their guns and they just go out on the. There's a the bit gun. earlier where the, re- sorry, where the Reverend does see them all getting ready to go. And he says, don't do that. You'll make it worse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Starts running out trying to stop the cars and stuff, yeah. Because it's always a good idea to go out with just your torches when it's pitch black and there's all fog everywhere. It's mm. a brilliant idea. I'd do it. Do you think this or, is a or... misdirect on the Reverend's hand? Because like, if you think about it, he knows. So he's not going to catch me, I'm here. He'd be like, yeah. go on, do oh no, please. Yeah. Like, it's like Willy Wonka. No, wait, come back. Yeah. Are we made to think... <laughs> Sucked in, dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> Are we made to think that he can control it as well? Like he can he can turn into a werewolf at will? I don't think so. No? I think it has to be the right time of day. Like it has yeah. to be like, but it has to be full moon times. Yeah. Um, and also go out and do some vigilante justice if you've got a baseball bat with a name. 
Yes. Oh, what's the Peacemaker? Peacemaker is a great name for a baseball bat, though, isn't it? It is. <laughs> yeah, it cracks out the Peacemaker and thinks, right, we'll go with our rifles, but I will take this just in case. Yeah. It is, it is, you know, we talk about this being a close-knit community. It is a community event. They all they all rock out with the with the idea of catching what they assume is just a just a murderer that lives in the woods and tears people to pieces like phone books Punches um, like phone yeah. books I mean at this point <laughs> have, they, have they connected that first murder with that or have they case closed that one? Oh, that guy with the head punch stuff wasn't a murder that <laughs> was a train accident yeah well, we, it wasn't. we don't really know do we Richard? yeah I this guy, this this guy, this guy's written off. He goes, right, everyone, we're off to solve these three murders, and afterwards we'll look into the health and safety at the train yard. But first, the murders take priority. <laughs> well, yeah. someone definitely, someone definitely committed suicide. Someone <laughs> had an unfortunate accident in a green in a greenhouse. Those planks weren't; they were all rotted away. He fell through, <laughs> died. You know, those these yeah. things yeah. happen. He had a lot of beer, um, probably bled out. Yeah. Who knows what happened to the kite kid? Who knows? <laughs> struck by a very violent form of lightning could be, could be. boiled all his blood out yeah one of those um 80s um videos they used to show at school like about like the warnings of things like oh, not going yeah. to the power station and stuff it could have been just like that <laughs> oh, i mean <laughs> still, yeah don't go to the power station don't fuck about at the farm is one of my favorites oh god remember- yeah there's a terrible, oh, yeah. like, like a whole load of kids get done in that one in the don't piss about at the farm. There's one kid, that, <laughs> like, a, a gate falls on him and yeah. brushes him like it a rag goes doll. In the silo, oh, it yeah. goes in the mud <laughs> silo where you get basically absorbed like you've been got by the blob. Literally, he falls in there in a game of hide and seek and he doesn't even get help out of his mouth. He's just like, <laughs> he's gone. Destroyed, <laughs> destroyed in seconds. And then... And Who directs then... the one where it's talking about drowning as well, like the Grim Reaper? Oh, the Grim Ooh. Reaper, the the spirit don't of dark go, and lonely, the spirit of dark and lonely water. water. It's like that oh. branch will never hold his yeah, weight. That branch is weak. <laughs> It'll never keep his weight. The fool, the show off. <laughs> and then some, the, the most London kids in the world rescue that other boy. Here, there's someone in the water. I remember the great the grain pit one because it was like oh, yeah. really don't, specific, don't specific to grain the, pits. Don't fall in the like, grain pit, you'd be dead. I think there's a Russell Brand joke where he says it would have been cheaper than doing a TV advertisement campaign. It would have been cheaper to go around to the four people in the UK who've got grain pits, putting a solid gold cover over the top of it, deliver it in a Rolls Royce. Now we're going to do a whole advertising oh, campaign. Keep, keep, keep your grain pit covered. <laughs> it, it, would be, it would be an horrible way yeah. to go it'd be that i reckon that's quick sometimes 10 but yeah the apaches one i think the the most disturbing bit of that one is there's just a bit like it's a low-key bit where it isn't a kid getting slurped into mud or smashed by a tractor or a gate there's one bit where they're just having a peaceful moment where he goes oh now let's drink this potion and it's just some farm acid that they get and then it just it just oh, it just it just cuts to that <laughs> evening and the shot is outside the house and you just hear the light come on and this girl goes from like just starts screaming Bobby, Bobby! and I, I can imagine what she's dissolved from the inside out by this slow acting acid. I don't know what happens to her, but she dies a horrible, painful death because she Ooh. drinks the farm acid. Hollow. She gets hollowed yeah. out. Yeah, she's oh, ho- she's a she's a hollow man now. Um 
yeah tangent aside though this um they don't they don't do that they don't go into a thing they go looking for a werewolf and well they don't they look for a murderman and they find him hidden in the mists the knee-high mists <laughs> yeah and they all get like slept <sighs> off one by one by the werewolf uh <laughs> in the fog yeah <laughs> and that's and that's the bit where the peacemaker we see the weapon turned against them yes um, and you see like a werewolf hand come out with the with the peacemaker just bashing their heads in with his little yeah. slugger yeah it's like in half as well isn't it like he, he yeah he it later busts, it, like a... busts it in half that's how hard he whacks He's them like, with it being a werewolf's not good enough i need this piece of baseball bat yeah to bludgeon just <laughs> whack some dudes off in the fog in the foggy woods with this with this baseball bat. Yeah, oh, <laughs> um, and I think after this scene is when oh. we. I think after yeah. this scene is when it's like confirmed that it is Reverend Lowe who is definitely the werewolf for us, isn't it? Yeah. So, so oh, hang on. Seen. Before that, this is when we have to, of course, have the encounter where. Corryheim meets the werewolf once and for all. Yes, so. that's when we know for certain. Yeah. Gary, B- Gary Busey, Uncle Red de- de- devises because this is where he's pissed off. He's like, "Oh, tell you what, everyone's dying all the time. My <laughs> my girlfriend's moved out of town. Best friend's <laughs> been chewed up like a piece of old gum. Like, what am I going? What am I going to do about it?" And Gary Busey says, "Don't worry." Oh, at this point, the mayor has cancelled the carnival as well, and he yeah. seems. Equally pissed off that his friend is dead, that the carnival has been cancelled. I guess it's, <laughs> it's one it's step like, too far. Well, your friend's dead. I'll be all right. We'll get on. And the carnival's cancelled. I guess I've seen I've seen his mom and dad have been saying, I, I know I know your mate's been killed, but it's okay. You're the carnival. You might meet a new friend. It's like fair enough. Fair enough. I'm I'm quite young. I can move on Good from point. this. Um, but then the carnival gets cancelled and he is livid. So Gary Busey, Uncle Red, says, don't worry, I've made you this incredibly dangerous and fully functioning motorbike to use as a wheelchair. What's strange about this is surely it can't just be used as a wheelchair. He can't just take that into the library. In the library. <laughs> I mean, he can't. That's, there's got to be oh. another mode. There's got to be another mode where it's got like a little electric motor. Surely. Basically. Burning down the school corridors like Akira <laughs> sliding into class. Because there's a bit where Uncle Red's like talking to him and he's just going alongside him. But I'm like, you couldn't hear, you won't be able to hear a thing he's saying. He's <laughs> got ear defenders <laughs> on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, after that night, like <clears throat> they have a lovely barbecue. Everything seems to be going right for a family in a town surrounded by murders. Um, it's uh, <laughs> they're, doing, they're doing all right. <clears throat> yeah. Little boy decides that in the dead of night, in the spate of werewolf murders, I am going to nip out to town. And I think at this point, we've also got the priest's nightmare where he sees the whole community. That's one of my favorite scenes of the movie. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, crazy. <laughs> everyone's, everyone's well, probably like 90% of the film's entire budget as well. And that one <laughs> yeah. writhing scene of werewolf transformations. <laughs> Well, I think it shows that he he is suffering, isn't it? Because when he awakens from that dream, he's screaming. He's like, "Let it end," isn't he? Let, he says, he "says like to God, let let it end, whatever's happening to me." And it's interesting because it makes you kind of think, dream up all of these scenarios, like ha- what's happened to him, how has he become this creature? But I'm kind of glad 
that we don't necessarily see how and why because I think that makes it yeah. that much more creepier. Although, Ben, I have to call you out. This is like a nun situation. I guess if it had been positioned as a prequel, they'd be like, oh, he just was. He just was all along. <laughs> he just uh, was all along, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so he he's waking up and had a werewolf, having a werewolf dream. Corey Heim has woken up and gone, sick of not doing fireworks. I'm going to go out on my motorbike and do something. <laughs> well, yeah, because his Uncle Red buys him a load of fireworks as well. So, like, not only have I got yeah. you a motorbike that you can just <laughs> ma- mail about got your load of dangerous old fireworks as well yeah don't use the dad use the incredibly dangerous rocket last don't launch it out of your hands whatever you do i also <laughs> got you this pack of darts and some lottery tickets as well here you go enjoy <laughs> enjoy um, see you later yeah punch a few of these bad boys um and he goes out and he goes down so the t- goes the, down the to thing the that, woods so, sorry andy i was just gonna say but this highlights the significance of uncle red's relationship with marty and the reason their parents kind of like disapprove in a way because they're like you just turn up when you want and you just i know he's disabled but you almost like um i think uncle red to something like you treat him so differently like monocoddle him essentially and i'm trying to treat him like normal but <laughs> almost treating him to the degree where but i guess uncles kind of do that don't they they just pop yeah. up when, they, and, when they're needed yeah pop up engineer load. engineer you a bike Give, give you a load little, of illegal fireworks, yeah, all give, the time. Give, give, you the, give you a little kiss. And I meant to point out as well that, like, this kid has proven himself <laughs> not to be a booger on several occasions. <laughs> he gives gives Janie a couple of quid so she can buy some new, some new tights after he drops her in the thing. He's been quite nice to his sister all this time. He's, he's a, a good, he's a good kid. He's got a good heart. Yeah. And how does he sneak out? Uh, using his upper body strength gets himself all the way down the trellis and then sneaks off <laughs> on an incredibly loud it does cut doesn't it he, he climbs on and then it cuts to him on the road i'm like okay i understand why they've done that because him starting the engine would have been utterly ridiculous maybe he just rolls it out in neutral or something like that and then he um <laughs> then he, then he fires then he fires up the turbines once he's down the end of the drive big drives in america um, and he's, he's there just having a having a blast just <clears throat> Just blasting off some bangers down at the bridge, as you might. <laughs> Nothing quite like just setting off some fireworks in the woods on your own. Yeah. Good, good, like. good me time. But also, as the p- one person who seems to be convinced that there's a werewolf on the loose, everyone else kind of isn't taking it seriously. <laughs> but he's convinced it's a werewolf. I'm still going to go out and do my fireworks, mate. They ain't going to get my way. Yeah. So, well, I think if you if it let you if you let it change your life in any way, the terrorists slash the werewolf have already won. So, what's the point in living? So he gets out there and then gets the inkling. Inkling. I'm not sure if it's a feeling in the air or the loud snarling noise, which indicates a werewolf is approaching him, and it is approaching him with his arms out. But unfortunately, what this werewolf wasn't accustomed to he hasn't been watching those safety videos because he knows fuck all about the firework code yeah. and what happened <laughs> it's quite tense this bit because he's trying to light it, isn't he with the with the match yeah that's quite tense but yeah and what a and good shot launches it out of his hand because yeah he yeah. just holds the rocket in his hand and like just blasts it off like, yeah gets him right in the head literally that is a safe that is a firework safety video waiting to happen jasper carrot will be on there saying now watch out lads <laughs> what do you call someone that pisses about with fireworks pause for effect an ambulance smug smile <laughs> <That's> what... <laughs> um yeah 
And that werewolf knows nothing about the firework guard because he has an eye out, rocketed. Yep. Mm. It serves him right, really, but you know, yeah, must have a bit. Don't be creeping out upon kids. You've already killed a load of people this full moon, so come on, wind your neck in. Yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> and after that, this is when Marty like basically gets Jane involved and says, "Look, this is what's happened. I got attacked by a werewolf. I was doing fireworks. Yes, I know, <laughs> but." Now we know that so- there's going to be someone out there who is the werewolf. Yeah, look, can you please go around the town and see if anyone's got a blasted out eye? It's absolutely nuts, isn't it? Prete- what, how am I going to do that? Just pretend you're getting some cans, get, getting some cans up together for a food drive. Is it recycling? So, no, it's uh, <laughs> the Keanu oh, yeah, speed. It, yeah. it was cans. It was just cans. Um, yeah. So yeah, she goes around collecting cans, and she like really awkwardly tries to have a look at everyone's eye. We get like some close up of the neighbor's eyes, where she's like <laughs> presented in a different context and without the creepy music. It's just people being entirely normal. But she's like, <laughs> "All right, Mrs. Mrs. Frankincense, is have you got any? You got any cans?" And like the neighbor looks suspiciously, and that like the corner of their eye is, like, <laughs> yeah. and it's like dun 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 dun. She's like, "Oh no, I've got no cans. Sorry." Opens it up. She goes, "Oh, fair enough." How about your husband that you live with? Has he got any cans? And he pops his head around. No, no, I ain't got no cans. They go to the barbers, and someone else has got like a towel over their eyes, and she stands so and the towel off. <laughs> completely just no personal no respect for personal space all right i know you have a lovely relax under there but got any cans <laughs> it's the sheriff who's gone no, i'm in such a shit one like have you heard about this this private justice that is going on also he's a customer at the barbers yeah taking his cans with him like <laughs> just in case yeah just in case the kid comes round. But then another kid, the true villain of the piece, in fact, quite a lot of them say, oh, little little Jiminy Ricketts has been round and has already got all the cans. And she's like, that guy. She's like going around thinking, I was like, got this werewolf to deal with and this shithead's like really getting in on my gig, getting all the cans. Um, And then she goes to the church. And this is good because obviously, yeah, we know Reverend Lowe is the werewolf, but he's kind of kept, he's, he's... Doing a bit of garden or something, and then he's got his head down, yeah. so she can't quite yeah. see. Yeah, she's like, she's got, it's like, he's got his classic gardening hat on. And Jamie, <laughs> at this point, is like, fucking, I'm not looking at another single eye as far as long as I live. <laughs> it's Halloween, and he's got his Phantom of the Opera mask on. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's, he's gone full Nick Fury, and actually, looks like David Hasselhoff's Nick Fury with his eye patch. Um, <laughs> He's there with his eye patch on, and she doesn't pay any attention to him. And she's going and said, "Oh, you're right." And said, "Oh yeah, I've had a bit of a shitter actually, Reverend, but um, I'm not going to talk about it. Can I whack all these cans in the garage, please?" And he goes, "Yeah, yeah, sure, you do that. Um, feel free to corner yourself in there if you like." Well, I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah, corner uh, she... yourself in this horrible stinking garage. Yeah, oh, I, I, kids like anyone in these films. You know when you've got an opportunity. <laughs> to not let the person know that you know that you're onto them, but you always blow it because she knocks over the cans. And there's some <laughs> evidence in there. The busted up Louisville slugger is in there, the peacemaker. Mm. And she sees it and is like, hmm, I'm more and more suspicious. And then he turns around and he's, and he's there with an eye patch on saying, all right, 
and you want to do you want to come in and be locked in my house for a glass of lemonade and she's like werewolf i mean no thank you um it could be unrelated yeah. it could be an unrelated eye injury yeah blatantly gives it blatantly gives it away that she knows um the, my parents will be wondering where wolf i mean just where <laughs> not wolf at all i am so I, better, <laughs> so I better get i better get i better get home suspicious 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 yeah and, and, and that's when the little boy does the classic um you know Sounds approach to right i do know he's the werewolf now so yeah i'll send him several letters every day and i think isn't there a flash forward here we get the narrator in because he goes and that's what he did every week he send a poison pen letter to the reverend say why don't you just did fucking he, do yourself did, in? He, did he send one every week <laughs> he sent he one every, every day week. every, every day. day for a month because obviously it has to be another full moon so for yeah, four Jesus. weeks you're sending him daily letters saying yeah reverend I know what you did. Kill yourself. To be honest, they could have sold him out then. Like, He's the mod. That if 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 you've got loads of letters saying I know what you did, why don't you kill yourself? I think if the police stumble across those, probably won't assume you're a werewolf. Probably <laughs> assume... <laughs> if you're getting letters from a child saying I know what you did, do yourself in. Like, Hang on a second. <laughs> you must be a werewolf. Obvious werewolf behaviour. I'm a werewolf. <laughs> Also, is it like the modern day equivalent of, uh, sorry, of the past equivalent of like a Twitter troll? Just like telling someone to kill themselves over and over and over again. <laughs> Dear Reverend, I know you did delete your account. <laughs> delete your account, mate. Uh, imagine, imagine like halfway through this, some other evidence came up and it wasn't the Reverend all along. Oh, no. Especially if he actually drove him to do something about it because he had another skeleton in the closet the whole time. He's like, yeah, I didn't file my taxes correctly and I am feeling <laughs> bad about it. Um, <laughs> How did he know? Yeah. Uh, oh, I've been subbing out the holy water for just regular water for years. That's Ribena, <laughs> not wine. <laughs> uh, and eventually, Reverend Lowe does have a guts full. He's had an absolute guts full and he decides to, to go these, after, sick of these go after Marty on Silver Bullet and just try and mow him down off the road yeah tries to run him over in that big bridge from beetlejuice um yeah yes. tries to get him on there um tries to mow him down off the road but he's no match for silver bullet um and then he corners him in like a little barn and yeah. that's where he justifies the murders and said oh yeah um yeah killed her because she was going to kill herself so actually in many ways i'm the good guy in this situation yeah definitely. but i but I am gonna have to drown you. I'm gonna have to. <laughs> you. I am gonna have to smash you up and shut you in the river. But he just shouts to a local farmer, and he's like, "Fuck!" <laughs> runs off. And then the farmer, like, even though he just heard someone shout from beneath, like, in some like cr- a closed-off area, he goes, "Is that you, Marty?" Yeah, <laughs> no. He, I I know a local boy by the sound of his voice. <laughs> I know a local boy by the sound of his shout. Yeah, not normal. Um, so Reverend Lowe also says he's been doing God's work as well, doesn't he? He says, I've been doing God's work, killing people as a werewolf. Um, <laughs> didn't I, I, I guess God, having had that Sunday off, that was one of his jobs that was left when he had to have a day off for rest. He was like, on Saturday, I did whatever he did on Saturday. Did he create people? And then Sunday would have been kill people as a werewolf. But he thought, I deserve a rest day. So I will at least one rest day. Yeah. In in thousands of years' time, I will appoint a reverend to do this. 
It makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. It does. It really does. Um, um, so they tell Uncle this, Red. What happens tell Uncle, oh, yeah. They tell Uncle Red, and he helps them go to the sheriff. And they say, "You can't do that. You can't go to the sheriff because well, well, I've been sending him letters <laughs> encouraging him to kill himself for a month. He's going to have to go, aren't I?" And he and he goes, and then they they get the clue of some paint transfer on Silver Bullet, and go, "Well, that matches the Reverend's thing." So Mister Locke himself, the sheriff, says, "Yep." Yeah, I'll go check this out, but unfortunately, the sheriff plays the same, makes the same rookie mistake as Janie does. He goes, oh, "I'll just go and corner myself in this, <laughs> in this garage, shall I?" Stinking um, old garage. Yeah, and gets. How does the how does the reverend get him? He doesn't get him as a werewolf, does he? Just dump him. I think he just bludgeons him with the with the yeah. baseball. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, sounds about right. Isn't it? That baseball bat um, is actually the more cause of more deaths in this film than any wolf attacks. I think or does he transform and then and then still kill him with the baseball bat? I think it's a daytime though. I don't remember no, if he transforms not or not. I, I, I watched it today and I can't remember this but he doesn't transform though. No. And then yeah so after this scene basically Martin and Jane are like werewolf's going to come for us next. We just know it. Uh, Red, do you know anyone who can make a bullet? <laughs> do you yeah. know anyone? You seem like a guy who's got connections. Good old yellow pages. He goes, right, here's my pendant and here's what the little boy got. So Janie's got a pendant or a cross. I think it's a pendant and a cross, right? Yeah. And he's got a medallion. Yeah. Is that a medallion? A pendant. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Pendant, yeah. Yeah. All right, everyone, fork over all the silver that you've got. Thankfully, they've both got some. And Uncle Red whips out the yellow pages and goes, got a bullet shop, will I? Nips along. (laughs) And the, the guy is on board with it straight away. As soon as he get, he, get, he goes into a shop, he's like, werewolf problem, I, eh? I, I worry about asking for things that shops do, definitely, if I can't immediately <laughs> yeah, yeah. see them. You know, I'll go in there to the post office and say, whatever, so sorry, can you possibly sell me a stamp to post this letter? And I know that, like, every every shop sells stamps in the till. I go to the car and I'm like, oh, any chance you've got? Got stamps in case they'll go. Fuck off, mate. What type of shop do you think this is? But he you say that. But post impugn- office workers are notoriously sorry to. Ju- I'm not generalising, but some post office workers are can be a bit rude. They'll go, "Oh, can I send this package, please?" They go, "Put it on the scales, then." All right. I'm just trying to confirm if I could send it or not first before I weighed it. You want me to put it on the scale? I guarantee, if I put it on the scales before I asked you, you'd be like, "What are you doing?" Just fucking wait. I haven't teared that. Do you want it sent first class, second class, or you'll send it and it might arrive, but I mean, no one knows. Yeah. No one knows. Don't put it on yet, you idiot. Yeah, yeah you, you can't you can't win. But yeah, you know, I think I have this anxiety going into a shop and asking a completely normal question. Way be tired if I ever have to return anything. And I'm like, I'm so sorry, this product you sold me doesn't work. I'd like to return it, please. As if they're gonna say I hate to I hate to do it over tangent, but on that note. You know when you go into somewhere and you have to ask for something, but like you, it's it's a weird thing to ask for, so you can't quite work out how to say it. For example, if you're going swimming, what do you say? Hello, I'd like to have a swim, please. Can one, I do please. one hour of swim? One, please. Can I get wet for a bit? Like what? What are you supposed to say? Haircuts as well. What do you walk in and go? Can I have my haircut, please? And they go, what? Just one or all of them? <laughs> yeah, I've I've got more accustomed to hairdressers now i just go in and say i had many years of people saying oh you know what do you want done with your hair i'm like i don't fucking know now i just say that so just can i just have good haircut please 
<laughs> Can I have good haircut? Do you want to look at a book now? Nah. Um, but yeah, but Uncle Red, no such, no such quandary. He walks into like a normal, I don't know what the man's shop even is. It's some kind of manufacturing metalworking shop. And he goes, can is you it like, turn... like a, guns, a guns and ammo shop? Yeah, I think it's like a gun shop. He goes, can you turn these into a bullet? And the guy just looks at him, just let's have a quick look. And he goes, you have to make in a silver bullet, aren't you? And he goes, absolutely, yeah. And he's like, exactly yeah, so I've got, I've got a template for that. Just to be <laughs> honest, you can, This is, it's like a Timpsons. And he's like, oh. <laughs> I'll, I'll do a silver you, key if you want. Silver well, backdoor well, key. Well, well, you wait. Do you want me to heal on your shoes a bit uneven? Do you want me to <laughs> resold that for you while you're there? That's fine. It's got a cracked phone screen. Sort that out. Probably retune the engine on silver bullet. Um, oh, so, yeah, then, <laughs> so then we need to, we, he gets the bullet made in a little montage. I think the narrator comes in and says, and he made a silver bullet as we see him on screen make a silver bullet. Um, and then, and then like they just decide, right, we've got a home alone this, I guess, but so we'll get rid of our parents for the day. And it's literally, then we get a scene of the girl, I don't believe we won the Reader's Digest Prize to go away on holiday. <laughs> yeah, mom and dad, you're just not in this bit. We couldn't have gone, so we had a sleepover at Uncle Red's house. It was like, yep. Yeah. Off you pop. Uncle Red's going to look up. after you. Um, yeah. They stay up quite late um, and the werewolf hasn't come because they has, they have to, the werewolf has to come just at the point they've, like, the Uncle Red's had a guts full. It's like, <laughs> oh, there ain't no werewolves. And then proving them wrong, he immediately, like, cuts the power off and then smashes through the window. Mm. For some reason, they've kept the gun and the bullet separate. So... <laughs> you, you should you should load that gun just in case he turns up i'm gonna wait till he turns up and then load the gun i don't want to waste time keep, loading the gun keep the gun in my hand and precariously like do that trick with a coin that you move it between your fingers but if you're not an expert you're going to drop the thing you're going to do that with the coin and the bullet. don't worry there's, there's a grate on the floor as well really close by so if you do drop the bullet it might fall down the grate but it's all right we've got plenty of time <laughs> Yeah, their, their evening has been spent measuring the 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 kind of the height of all the furniture. To say, oh yeah, all of this furniture is just the right height that something could roll under it. Um, yeah, so they're, they're there. Red werewolf comes in. Everyone gets dumped and thrown around a little bit. Thankfully, because he's not a werewolf that does biting and turning people into elves, he'll just, he'll just punch you. Yeah, but he um, can punch heads off. So how is he not punching holes through kids? He's not stamped. On, he's not stamped on their feet to pin them to the floor. So that he just, when he hits them, they're bodily thrown across the room. So if you can't get a purchase, so he's just he's wazzing them all about the room. He doesn't care. Like, like boys, girls, Uncle Reds. He's tossing them all about the place like a salad. He's going full <laughs> Fraser on them. It's yeah, and um, <laughs> and then um. Thankfully, they're able to re. Now, who is it that takes the fateful shot? Is it? It is Marty, isn't it? Because they drop Marty. the bullet. It, it yeah. goes. It drops down into that little grate, mm-hmm. and obviously there's nice bit of tension while while the werewolves attacking everybody, where he's trying to get the bullet. <laughs> Throws um, Gary Busey through literally all the furniture in the house. <laughs> More because... furniture than there was in the house initially. Because, like, well, things have been built. <laughs> because it's an '80s house, you have to have like an armoire with just knickknacks in it. You know, one there's like a little like glass fronted cabinet that's probably just got like the best crockery in it or 
or like little little models of like cottages that you might have yeah. or little, por- <laughs> little porcelain elephants or something like that they're like, gonna you know, get like, back like, and be like uncle rad <laughs> <laughs> and you've killed the priest um <laughs> explain that one yeah marty's marty's obviously got a career in the military though because like having already (laughs) shot the priest in the eye with a rocket he blasts him in the eye with a with a gun he gets him in the other eye yeah Yeah. and then he he falls on the floor they have just enough time to go blooming hell got that werewolf and then he just transforms into a dead eyeless priest i guess that i guess the sheriff's been murdered so that deputy's fucking used yeah. to see it solving it. You could find him in your house and go, Who was it? Probably an uh, accident. Those trains have struck again. <laughs> trains. And then obviously you mentioned Janine, you did say that this this effect of werewolf back into man is is uh is pretty good, quite effective. It is. And the corpse, like at the end, like because he's got one eye, he's got the big like crossover it anyway from the scar and the other one black it looks good i was impressed with the effects at the end yeah, yeah i liked yeah. it it was it was a it's a good it's a bit of a romp this one and i like the effects that we get and i like the i like the action and i like the i like the resolution i thought for a second it was going to do a bit of a twist ending where it's like but oh no Janie has been got by the werewolf and then at the end like we'll see her having narrated it and go now I am a werewolf years yeah. later but no we just we just get a nice ending where they all look and like go <sighs> they all like hug and... it's a nice ending because they all hug and embrace and I think the voiceover says and then we they all say but they love each other and they never could yeah. before but now they can yeah. so yeah now actually I don't think my brother's a bugger Think he's a stone cold werewolf killer, the best. (laughs) The best of all the werewolf killers. They Uh, just finished with like a really upbeat song, right? Like over the credits as well, which is like really not very fitting. (laughs) Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's a good one. Have we got any name game, Andy? I've got. I've got got two for you if you want me to throw out. I've got two as well. I guarantee I've got one that's the same as yours. Yeah, so. we've almost got the same one. Have you got the tagline, Ben, the actual description that we can riff off? Yeah, so the tagline is... Wait there, give me two seconds. Um, so it is, in a small town, brutal killings start to plague the close-knit community and, a, and Marty Coslow is convinced the murders are the doings of a werewolf. Okay, right. So my first one for you guys then is um, Jeannie. Oh wait, do we, need to, do, we need to, do we need to explain how this works? This is incredibly simple. Sometimes go, too simple. Yeah, we're going to subtly change the synopsis of the film to give a title of the movie, which is a bit like Silver Bullet, and will, in some cases, rhyme with the title of Silver Bullet, but will be a completely different fictional film. Yeah, it will make what, perfect what, sense, what, I'm sure. Um, yeah. The first one I have for you is when a small community is uh, plagued by a spate of killings, young Marty suspects it heavily to be the work of a Dutch footballer turned coach. (laughs) That's a good one. That's a good one. It is Silver Hullet. Yeah, Silver Hullet or Silver Rude Hullet, I would also have accepted. (laughs) Silver Rude Hullet. I like it. Okay. What have you got for us, Ben? So, in a small town, brutal killings start to plague the close-knit community. Marty is convinced the murders are the doings of a werewolf. 
with a distinctively 80s haircut. Silver mullet, obviously. <laughs> Silver mullet. Uh, and apparently the mullet, the mullet's back in. Apparently. Oh god, no. No. Oh god, no. A shaggy mullet, apparently. Who oh. <clears throat> any more? No, that, that's the only two things I could think of that rhymed even slightly with, with silver with silver bullet. Have you did got you, another did you, one? Did you have mullet as well? I had silver mullet and uh, silver rude hullet. That's all I had. Silver rude hullet. I like that one. That's good. Uh, I've got Have one you more. got another one? Oh, go on then. I've got another one. So, in a small town, brutal killings start to plague the coast close-knit community. Um, and a, a paraplegic boy is convinced the murders are the doings of a werewolf. And just before he's about to kill the werewolf, he swallows the bullet. Oh, silver gullet. Yes. <laughs> silver gullet. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. I think that's all I've got. I was for ages. I was thinking something's got around with silver. No, uh, I don't know what colours have got it. Bloody colours are the worst for it. Three of them rhyme with fuck all. <laughs> Orange, silver. What else? Purple. <clears throat> Bloody hell! I don't even get me started. I suppose if I really get into it, what rhymes with turquoise? Nothing. <laughs> what is? Let's not what, get. Like, let's not get what you your, started. What, what are the problem with colours? being rhymeless words <laughs> uh okay so next we've just got to rate the film from a to f as we usually do uh janine would you like to kick us off how you're rating this so movie? are we going a as in like top a, yeah like a plus and my a plus yeah. and minuses are, are available as well uh so yeah a plus would be dog soldiers yeah. for you um, okay, so I would go B plus for this. Yeah, is it? Yeah. Why? Why would you say B plus is pretty high? I think that's pretty. Um, yeah, pretty because uh, it's a solid story. It's got solid characters. It's got good effects, um, and it has just got that whole nostalgia feel to it as well. Um, there's a little bit of light comedy in there, not a lot, but um, it's just pure Stephen King. It's one of those, it's a comfort movie and yeah, but it, it's a lot better than a lot of the more modern day werewolf stuff as well. Oh yeah, definitely. And I think having a kid protagonist really does help this. Um, the cast definitely. are all great. They're all on point. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's got a very Stephen King vibe and I really enjoyed Cycle of the Werewolf as well as like mm. a um, I feel a, like really quick read. It was really enjoyable. And I feel like we're re-entering, a, like maybe it's a generational thing because I feel like movies from the 1980s where kids are the protagonist, hugely popular. Then I feel like 90s and 2000s, it was the biggest complaint. Like, oh God, kids in this are shit, aren't they? And they're annoying and they're bad. And people would write a movie off for having a kid protagonist. And then now with that generation of stranger kids things we have um everyone's like i love a kid protagonist again mm. so i reckon we got another few years i guess we'll hit the 2030s and people will hate children again <laughs> you know let's make hay while the sun shines everybody <laughs> make hay while the sun shines uh but yeah on that note i think i think i'll go for a straight b on this um it could be as it was the first time i've seen it perhaps you know looking back on it as fondly as you did janine it wasn't quite there but Still really enjoyed it. Uh, as you said, great great effects. Um, and just like loads of unique little spins on, on the yeah. werewolf legend as well, um, which I found really interesting. So, yeah, a B for me. What are you saying, Andy? I am going to join Janine, I think, mm. on a B plus because 
um, you should know by now, listeners of this podcast, that 80s movies are absolutely my shit. Um, 80s movies that are a little bit silly and have some fun to them. I have a great, I, I pull a great amount of joy from. Um, this is, I think, a wonderful companion piece, not just because of the same actors, but this should be as popular and beloved as films like The Lost Boys, because I think it has a similar energy to it. Tell you what, Halloween's coming. It's coming right up. You want yourself a fun 80s horror double bill, then do this and The and the Lost Boys. What an evening you'll have. People will be leaving at the end saying, oh, thanks for a lovely night. That was brilliant. Thanks so much. Um, yeah, great. Ever such fun. Like, really enjoyable. Solid, solid cast. Great performance. A little bit of a little bit of horror, a little bit of fun, things you can enjoy. I've enjoyed talking about it today and having some good laughs about the the silly things in the movie never take away the the enjoyment for me. So B plus, I will definitely be adding this to my rotation when we want to mm. revisit just a fun horror film. It's weird that it's not sort of spoken about alongside other sort of classic world movies yeah. as much, isn't it? It's definitely something that I'll definitely be keen to add to the conversation underrated and i think now this is going to be one of those that people say like oh really looking for a werewolf movie this would be one of the first ones i would pull along of course with howling three marsupials (laughs) (laughs) maybe that's the double bill maybe that's the double bill we want uh okay there we go that is silver bullet um thank you for joining us janine do you is there any way you can direct our listeners to where they can find out about anything you could be working on, X-Files themed or not? Or uh, werewolf Twitter's themed the or best not? Place. Yeah, definitely Twitter. So just Janine Pipe 28 over there. That, that's where I hang out. <laughs> yeah, that's where you horror hang out. Uh, yeah. So thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash horror hangout. Thank you to our current patrons who are John Crinan, Ben Scaife, Stephen Christopher, Laura Kendrick, Toby Miller, Ollie Child, Leslie Carlo, Julia Bilgren, Nick Spill, and Pazuzu. Uh, thanks for your support. Really means a lot. Thanks to Taj Easton for our theme music. Thanks to ACAST for hosting the show. Please consider giving us a rating or review and head over to the Facebook group Horror Hangout Board of Advisors for more. We're on Twitter at horror underscore hangout underscore. And we're on Instagram at horror hangout podcast. Next week, we'll be discussing Night of the Creeps with special guests from uh, the Cult of VHS documentary, Aaron Truss and Kevin Martin. Yeah, there we go. That was that. That was fun. Enjoyed yeah. chatting about that. Yeah, that yeah. was uh, lots of fun. Yeah, goodbye, everybody. <laughs> thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, and thanks again to Janine. Really appreciate you joining us. See you later. Thanks, everyone. Bye. <laughs> Bye.